and welcome to the Should I Go See It podcast. I'm your host, Bill George. With me, as always, AJ Rebecki. What's going on, Bill? Not too much, AJ. Today, we're talking about Mission Impossible. One of your favorite franchises. One of my favorite franchises of all time. And your favorite action hero. My favorite actor, Mr. Cruz himself. Uh, It is. uh, This movie was directed by Christopher McQuarrie, starring Tom Cruise, the aforementioned Tom Cruise. Do you want to give a little synopsis That's of it? it? There's more people in the movie than Tom Cruise. Oh, sure. You got your uh, Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. You got uh, Ving Rhames. Yep. You got Henry Cavill. Yeah. Alec Baldwin, Angela Bassett, Simon Pegg, Michelle Moynihan. All in it. Good job. Thank you. Ethan Hunt and his IMF team, along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission gone wrong. <sighs> Bill, should I go see it? Yes. Yes, a thousand <laughs> times yes, especially on the largest formatted screen that you can. So an IMAX? Yes. So Is there I one s- bigger than IMAX? Uh, not really. I mean, there's different different theaters have their own sure. marketing of IMAX and whatnot. But I went to the IMAX with laser projection, 4K in Reading, Massachusetts. One of only eight theaters in the country that have that. And how was it? Mind blowing. 3D or non 3D? No 3D. Did they give you tissues? No, no. <laughs> those are not sad tissues. Those are happy tissues. Uh, yes, I know. I understood your meaning. Go to the, the helicopter sequence that is in the commercials quite a bit was actually shot in IMAX, which uh, was just mind-blowing. Wow, mind-blowing. holy so kitty way. fucking Christ. Yes, incredible. So what? take me through it. Oh. I feel like, so before we went on air, we talked about this um, film chronology or whatever. I, I'm, I, I don't even know which one we're on. Yeah, I forget all of them. Yeah, let me let me let me run you through it real quick yeah, just to get everybody caught little, up to speed here. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Mission franchise, for short, started in '96 with Brian De Palma directing and Tom Cruise starring, and this is the famous spy thriller with the CIA heist sequence where Tom Cruise is dangling from a wire just above the sensitive floor in Langley. In Langley, yeah. Right? So that movie was very much a spy thriller. Uh, there's a lot more trade craft and spy craft. It's slower. There's some action at the end, but it is a spy Solid movie. Film. And it was great. I, yeah. I love that movie. Then in 2000, John Woo took over and he directed Mission Impossible 2, mm-hmm. which was kind of threw a lot of the spy stuff out the window. They kept the masks and some of that stuff, but it just became an all flat out action movie. Yeah. And it is generally considered the weakest of the series. Yeah, it's not that good. It came out when I was 15, which is like right in the sweet spot to just like love just like a bare bones John Woo over the top action movie. Sure. When I watch it now, it's definitely a little, little dated, but still entertaining. Still entertaining. Keep going. Mission Possible 3, J.J. Abrams makes the leap from TV to film. He takes over. And what was the subtitle for that one? There was no subtitle. It was this just the last, This is the last numbered in the Jesus series. Jesus Christ. And okay. that one starred Philip Seymour Hoffman as the best villain this series has ever done. Because the series really is weak when it comes to villains. But now, that movie now you're jogging my brain. crushes it with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yep. Uh, and then it goes to Brad Bird, um, who would, had done The Incredibles and a bunch of other Pixar movies. This was his first live action movie when he made Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Which is fucking sick. Masterpiece. They blow up the Kremlin. Yeah climbing on the outside of the world's Dawes building. Did he really just, do that? Tom Cruise actually did it, which we'll get into the stunts. For such a small in a, man, in a minute. balls must be massive. <laughs> it's incredible. So Ghost Protocol was great. And then we have the fifth one, Rogue Nation, which is Christopher McQuarrie, who had partnered with Tom Cruise previously on Jack Reacher, I believe, and a couple other, and Edge of Tomorrow, a personal favorite. 
And so they worked together on Rogue Nation, which was great also. Very, very good, including the famous scene of Tom Cruise hanging onto a plane as it takes off, which they actually did. And now this is the first time in, in the mission series where, A, a director has returned. So Christopher McQuarrie now doing back to back the second one. Good and pull. it is basically a direct sequel from Rogue Nation. The events of Fallout take place immediately after or soon after the events of Rogue Nation and all the characters carry over. How do you feel about that? So at first I was nervous, to be honest with you, because the sequel part was was whatever, but I was nervous about uh, not having a new director because that was part of the fun of the franchise was sure. every iteration took on the style of the director at the helm. Yeah. And the constant sort of was Tom Cruise. He also has a big hand in producing these movies and helping plan these movies. So he would keep it consistent. So it was always had a feel of a mission movie. Sure. But you had different directors doing different things with different yeah. ideas. I thought that was clever. And I like that because like from, from another spy perspective, like we both love the James Bond series, 007. Mm. Yep. And I love the fact that you don't need, there's some canon, right, involved in his story and his background, but you can basically pop on any 007 movie and be like, immediately just transform to that single mission. Right, you that, can figure it out. That, yeah. yeah, that 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 spot in time. So uh, hearing that it's a direct sequel from another one and, and, and it's going to make me have to see that movie again because I forget it, to me is kind of like a... Mm. So that's what I thought too. And then I saw this movie and I was like, holy shit. It's that good? It's so good. People are kind of freaking out about this. Oh, yeah. Why though? Uh, it is a good old-fashioned Hollywood blockbuster with actual practical stunts and the the direction is makes those stunts not only are they impressive because they're done so well but the direction the music the ambiance makes it so tense i've had people tell me that they were their palms were just like sweating while they were watching this movie because it's so good so the reason why this one part of the reason why this one is also so great is that as far as action sequence like delivery system sure there's there's none better. Like this movie moves from scene to scene and like there's little sort of scenes in between and this plot is there and it kind of takes some turns and kind of keeps you interested. But you're just going from incredible sequence to incredible sequence, like one back to back to back. And it's two and a half hours long and you don't even know because you're just on the edge of your seat. So is versus, that, versus yeah. Ghost Protocol had some of the best action sequences in recent memory, but there also was like a part in the middle where it kind of grinds to a halt and they do yeah. a bunch of backstory and they talk about Tom Cruise's wife from Mission Impossible 3 and like it kind of slows down quite a bit. This movie doesn't have any of that. It's just, there's no filler. It's just go, go, go. And so people looking for a summer movie are just being blown away. Is that a, is that a nod to the writing or is that a nod to the director? I think both because McQuarrie, I believe, also had a hand in writing it. Jesus Christ. Um, and yeah, they just do... Such an amazing job. And then the other factor that we alluded to was the stunts. So all these stunts were done practically. Obviously, there's digital enhancement and to take away wires and safety equipment. Uh, yeah. But it's it's all it's all <laughs> yeah. there. Tom Cruise did all his own stunts. He got a helicopter license and commercial flight license to be able to fly <laughs> the helicopter in the final sequence. He broke his ankle jumping from roof to roof. What a fucking psychopath. He rides motorcycles. He, he does everything. For the, he risks his life for our so enjoyment. So he's basically like, he's like, if I have a question for you. Yeah. If could he at this point could basically be hired as a Hollywood stuntman? 
Yes. In fact, I read an interview today with the stunt coordinator of this movie, and he said the same thing. If he wasn't an actor, he would be a stuntman. And this movie is his reel, basically. And he, how old is he? He's 56, I believe. No way. Yes. There's no way he's 56 years I'm old. I'm telling you, it's unreal. He doesn't look a day past 38, 40. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. He's so he, good. What do you think he what do you think he does to like keep his youth? Just the souls of youth? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't, loaded, know. I don't want to touch that That's a loaded question. Uh, but you mentioned there are other actors in the movie, right? So All-star cast. All-star cast. And they carry over from Rogue Nation. And this is one of the other things that has changed throughout the mission series are his compatriots, his team that gets assembled, changes throughout a lot of the movies. And I think this is the best group they have like i really like simon Pegg is like the, the tech guy in the comic relief luther is kind of like the best friend yep. at this one he's been in most of the most of the movies all but one i believe uh and then they have rebecca ferguson who's like the strong female character his counterpart at mi6 they have a great dynamic i just love that group i feel like the ghost protocol group is good yeah but there's a few too many uh because you have renner paula Patton, simon Pegg, all these people yeah i uh, don't like i Jimmy really like renner. the group that they have assembled yeah, yeah. Um, Renner, Renner is not in this one. Did they kill him off? No, he's just not there. I think it was is a scheduling conflict Alec with, Baldwin with Avengers. Back in it, Alec Baldwin is back from Rogue Nation as the head of IMF, uh, which is great. I think he fits the series I fucking really, love really Alec well. Baldwin yeah, so much. He's great. And then Henry Cavill comes in, uh, Superman himself. Yeah, how is he? I've heard some. I've heard some pretty good thing. I heard there was an article on Reddit about that. This movie has basically like lined him up to be the next. James Bond after Daniel Craig throws in the towel. I could see that. He has the same physicality as Daniel Craig in terms of being like a just a bulky fighter. Yeah. Uh, he is he's great in it. He's got a mustache, much to <laughs> Warner Brothers dismay. Uh he's uh he's really good. He's it's interesting because he was cast as Superman. Yeah. And it's such a great casting decision that gets so wasted because of how poorly they write for him oh, yeah, in the DC like movies. Because you see him in Man from Uncle and he's charming as hell. So good. Which Superman and Army should Hammer be. is like Right. Oof, swoon. And Henry Cavill should be charming as Superman, but they don't write him that way. No. And then in this you get to see more of his like physicality and his action because he gets to do like hand to hand fighting, which the Superman movies so far have just been kind of green screen flying around. But you Except get to see him like throw some punches. Zod. Well yeah, that <laughs> but he gets to like throw some real punches in the in this incredible fight scene early on in the movie is and it the one in the bathroom great. yes does he like punch through doors he punches through everything oh he's a fucking man it's, it's incredible <laughs> he throws people through everything it's incredible but it does it does it during those stunts does it look really fake no it feels like you're there and and mccory's great because those hand-to-hand fights he drops out the music so it's just the punches just landing <laughs> it's so good it is so good that bathroom <laughs> fight's one of my favorite scenes uh in the movie by a, by a mile Nice. What's next for the series? I mean, do they do they leave it in a point where they're like ready to roll? Sure. I mean, I think they always have. Yeah, I mean, you, and do you think Tom Cruise still got it in him? Oh yeah, for sure. I think especially because this is Tom Cruise's second biggest weekend grossing after uh, War of the Worlds. Damn. And it's the highest grossing Mission Impossible. And I think that they're on a roll. I think he has a great relationship with McQuarrie, as we've seen from now like three movies in a row. And it's it's fantastic. If you you could go into it cold just to see the action, but you're gonna miss some stuff. So if you wanna be prepared to go see this, you should see three, four, and five. Like there are story elements pulled from all three of those. Mm-hmm. Two is negligible, 
one, there's like a subtle nod to one, which I personally loved because I, I caught it, but it's otherwise it's, you know, it's just sort of set up if you want to see the first one, but you don't need I love it. it. But three, four, and five would be the requirements uh, to really get the most out of Fallout. You heard it, folks. Three, four, and five. Then watch uh, the new Mission Impossible, which Bill has glowing reviews about. I can't wait to watch it. And uh, thanks. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the Should I Go See It podcast. Please make sure to follow on Instagram at Should I Go See It. Oh, you didn't let it finish. Jesus.